0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. I'm sorry, to the crack never changed. Me and my son the rank, it can swap when we hang. I'm sorry, could touch the blue part of the flag. Welcome to Sportfire, the sports company podcast that gives Tom Brady what he wants. Just give him what he wants and stay absolutely still. He'll he'll take it and leave. There there he goes, oh, there he goes. Oh Jonathan, look! Take the bait, little guy. I'm your host, Adam Weinerman. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, texting an MLB insider during the busiest part of the trade deadline to ask if he's heard of guava, and on CNN's fantasy football app, where you draft to see who takes control of the nuclear football. Don't draft a kicker. Let's start by taking a quick trip through the headlines Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray has agreed to a $230.5 million extension, keeping him in Arizona until the team folds. Murray said there's, quote, no other place he wanted to be, then added, now I play for Arizona, but I can, like, live anywhere, right? Nevertheless, Murray is excited to be a Cardinal for life, and admitted that first night game at Wrigley Field is going to be electric. Deshaun Watson is reported a Browns camp ahead of the NFL's ruling, but remember, at any time, the NFL could sentence him to play for the Browns. Atlanta Falcons legend Julio Jones has turned heel and agreed to join Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jones will be a force to be retconned with after he gets hurt week two and we all have to figure out what life would have been like if he'd stuck around. A force to be retconned with. If healthy, Jones is one of the game's great talents. And if not healthy, he's one of Tampa's Pro Store's saddest jerseys. Bengals QB Joe Burrow had an appendectomy this week. The appendix, of course, is a completely useless appendage that you don't even notice unless it's harming you. So last year's offensive line. Washington Nationals star Juan Soto is reportedly available for trade after rejecting a 15-year contract from the Nats. MLB teams are lining up to trade for Soto, then pretending they don't speak Spanish when the check comes. Soto is 23 years old and often to one of the best starts in MLB history, but most fans report you could probably get him for the four top prospects you care about the least. If that won't work, throw in the absolute worst 26 year old you have. The Nats are mostly looking for proven suck. Just somebody who's absolutely bombed. Toss him in the package. The Toronto Blue Jays scored 28 runs against the Red Sox in one game at Fenway Park this weekend, but don't count out touchdown Tom. Sadly, the Sox did not come back, even though Barstool already had the 28-5 shirts printed before the game ended. Before the game started, actually. Some getting pretty funky with sports betting over there. Witt Merrifield of the Royals apologized for his poorly articulated statements on the COVID vaccine, claiming he'd get it if his team had a chance at the playoffs. What he meant to say was that he'd get vaccinated if he was in the ALCS. ALDS, eh, it's an eh for wit. Red Sox legend David Ortiz was inducted into the Hall of Fame this past weekend, and though the hot weather tested everyone in attendance, the crowd came back positive. And then everybody just decided to ignore that they were positive. Very sad, considering it had been such a happy ceremony up to that point. Full of positivity. Joining Ortiz in the hall were Twins pitcher Jim Cott, Dodgers icon Gil Hodges, and A-Rod clasping his jaw shut so hard his teeth shattered and spilled out his mouth hole. That's a technical term, mouth hole. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred was the Hall of Fame's master of ceremonies, and midway through, he came up with the brilliant idea of shortening every speech to eight words and demanding that the fans close their eyes. Hey, anything to grow the game, right? After the ceremony, Manfred turned around, walked to the museum, and wrestled with a locked door for seven hours and 45 minutes. Austin Reeves of the Los Angeles Lakers says he wants people to stop calling him by his nickname, AR-15. Reeves will now be called by his other nickname, Austin-Matic Weapon. And now we take you live to Brooklyn Nets GM, Sean Marks, who's on the phone with the Celtics about a Kevin Durant trade. Brad! Brad! Oi! How are you, my friend? How are you? Hey, sorry about the finals. I'm so, so sorry about the finals. I thought you had that, but I... At least you got to watch it from the comforts of an air-conditioned box instead of getting COVID from Van Gundy on the sidelines. Am I right? Am I right? I'm always right. Listen, I just wanted to drop a line about Kevin. Now, KD is an amazing talent, and we've heard his trade request, but we're just not going to honour it, okay? Uh, Kevin is pretty much unavailable. I I mean, unless we got, like... An Anthony Davis or a Jalen Brown, we're just not interested, right? I mean, come on, how could we be interested? I mean, unless we got say a Jalen Brown or, or in a Marcus Smart package, I'm hanging up that phone, yeah. I mean, unless we got Jalen Marcus and some unprotected first rounders, it's not even worth the conversation, right? It's not even worth continuing the chat unless it's like Jalen Marcus and some unprotected first rounders, right? Without those pieces, it's like the shrimp are on the barbie, but they're not sizzling, yeah they're just on the barbie wit right where i come from we call that wit shrimp so we're not going to do a deal yeah just 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 letting you know yeah yeah that's the only point i was trying to convey here oh I, I, oh well, well i mean I, I i mean if you if you'd consider the exact parameters you just mentioned then and then we may think about it I, I mean i'm not sure where you got those parameters but but they're pretty much spot on in terms of things that make me go huh You know you know things that make me go oh you know you know stuff that make me go oh you know you know the deal yeah okay well you know okay here's this how about this just just think on it have a think i won't talk to kev yet i won't manage them any green dickies and and don't call shams a woge a windhorse. okay for your own good right i know how jalen typically takes these things all right. Well, nothing else on my end. Remember, balls in your court. Don't let Steph get his hands on it, though. Ha ha ha! Kidding, my man. Kidding, man. He really did have a feel day in your court, though, with the ball specifically. Way better up in the sweet than court side, though. Remember that. Yeah, you made the right move. Yeah. Really hope Van Gundy's doing better too. It was obvious on the broadcast. Yeah. Okay, Brad. Keep in touch. Okay. Shrimp. Wet shrimp. Hey, Shams. You're uh, still on the line, right? You. Uh, you got all that? <laughs> all right. Ace. Australian exclamation of delight! Wow, Sean Marks leaked phone call. Very unscrupulous dealings. Wet shrimp. And now, my final flame. David Ortiz, otherwise known as Big Poppy David, was a beloved Bostonian and a legend in the postseason. But do his accomplishments really measure up to that vaunted level of Hall of Famer? Perhaps I'm a bit old school, but should someone who only played half the game get in on the first ballot? It's true! Once the game was 4.5 innings deep, Poppy would leave the field and begin unbuttoning his pants before he even reached the first baseline. He'd toss his glove, he'd de-shoe himself, and that was that. Poppy was spent. He'd quit. If the game happened to go extra innings, of course, Poppy would play exactly half of those innings too to make sure he was living up to his pregame promise. But no matter the length of the contest, he'd count the halfway point of every game down to the very second and full-on quit the moment his stopwatch hit the mark. Does that sound like Hall of Fame material to you? I know what you're thinking. Haven't DH's made the hall before? Yes, of course they have. But no DH ever waltzed into the hall so easily. And again, no player who carried around a stopwatch and timed his own participation from April to October has ever received this high honor. For the many games Poppy won with clutch performances, historians believe he lost just as many by wandering off the field midway through the fifth inning, never to be seen again, and becoming dust. Imagine anyone else in any other walk of life getting honored for the same behavior? Imagine the humble salesman clocking out on his lunch break and zipping his suit to the ground in the town square, only to find out he'd gained induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame? It would never happen. Does Poppy deserve this honor? It's possible, but for him to get it before countless players who played the game the right way, the full way, like Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Rafael Palmero, Sammy Sosa, Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez, Gary Sheffield, Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco, Andy Pettit, Juan Gonzalez, Miguel Tejada, Eric Gagne, Armando Rios, Randy Velarde, Marvin Bernard, Jason Grimsley, Paul Bird, Bobby Estalea, and football star Lyle Alzado. Not on my stopwatch. Oh right, he also had a positive steroid test. (laughs) Poppy did, yeah, yeah, Poppy, whoops, oh man, that slipped my mind. How'd I forget that? (laughs) That's a gaff alert, I'll never live that down. (laughs) Righto. mercy, mercy me. Lock me in the tool shed. Sell my dinner back to the ham salesman, golly. Tell my parents or guardians I snuck out of the cage. Melt my gold bars. Put me on a wire hanger and send me to the cleaners. Buy my dinner back from the ham salesman, but put some extra salt on it so it's unpleasant for me. My bad. (laughs) It's the steroid thing. That's the real issue. That's it for me. The final Flame Guy's opinions are just that and by no means reflect the views of his employer. But I will say the man makes some interesting points. See you next Thursday.